11, 14, 2020. David, how's it going? I'm glad you fucking asked. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, okay. Today's episode is uh, sponsored. By- no, I'm just kidding. So today's episode is very <laughs> different. What? From I'm I'm kind of excited, so you know I'd be I'd be I'd be pulling out the pulling out the uh, ad libs here. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah. Um, today's episode is obviously not the same. Um, today's episode, you know, who know? I I honestly kind of like this. You know, like obviously we follow the same format. How's it going, me? How's it going, you? Um, and then you know sometimes let's throw a curveball. You know, and today I always yeah I always welcome change. Hell yeah! Exactly, exactly. So today's said curveball curveball. Uh, we're gonna do something that I don't think many people have done before. We're gonna make a podcast inside of a podcast, um, you know. And this is just for like my own records, I guess. Like, kind of rec- record this in time. Today is November fourteenth, Saturday, twenty twenty, and today's I'm gonna I'm gonna be at, talking to Cal Cal Slatin, um, about identity and about how school has changed us and has established an identity for us and specifically for me and this is for a for a project for my class um k-12 excellence and equity um, gen ed 1076 just for the record um so i wanted to talk to a teacher and a friend both being probably the most influential people at school that have affected my identity the teacher was emily teachin slash michelle burn when i had her and my friend being Cal Slatin. So, Cal, um, I wanted to start off by asking, you know, what was the what was the earliest memory that we we share together in high school? Because I I know we had you know Crookshank years, but frankly, we didn't really know each other in middle school, right? Yeah, I mean, we had some we had some run-ins. I remember uh, vividly meeting you in the library one day, and I was studying some like marine biology. And you were working on like algebra two high school level. Uh, you were like working on this little uh, worksheet textbook. That's one of my earliest memories of us having like a real social interaction. But if we're talking high school, ooh, I'm not entirely sure. The first time me and you really spoke is what you're asking of? I guess. Which is like the most first meaningful contact. Because like I think we can both agree freshman and sophomore year, we did not really... No. know each other right we didn't even have any classes together right well we didn't have any similar interest like i, mm. I just don't think we had anything in in common and at, at that time um but i remember us really like coming into our own i'd say uh was ap physics yeah i was gonna say that and, i was gonna say that and i think the reason why we actually like made connections in that class was because that class really wasn't a class no offense to miss downey but because there was like you know a lack of structure in that class. It was really up to the students to like form bonds and work on our own things independently, which means everyone was being social in that class is what I remember. Right. Um, and that's, that's, that's the thing, you know, that's, and, and I don't even know like, Oh, it's being that class, not being a class. Isn't really like an insult, you know, like it's, yeah, yeah. It was actually great. And on, frankly, I, I, me personally, I was able to learn a lot, just not in the traditional sense, you know, of reading a textbook, but just doing stuff, talking with the teacher, vibing, you know. I know. I, I think, like, most importantly, it was just everyone, like, kind of bouncing off of each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously, unfortunately, some people took advantage of the freedom that was given in that class, you know, just, like, sitting in the back, 
listening to music. But I think there was a lot of like small discussion going on that was really productive. And like, I just remember me and you, um, we, we used to talk a lot in that class. I, I do remember one of like the most fantastic days of that entire year was when there was a fly infestation uh, towards the end of the school year. And me and you, <laughs> we like were trying to smack flies and getting them to uh, go unconscious. And then we were going to freeze them, uh, tie a string around it and try to walk it like a dog. I'm, I'm pretty sure we violated multiple Geneva conventions right there. <laughs> and I, I just remember you being like, screw physics, this is zoology 101. We're up and down these glass freezing flies. Yeah, no, no, we definitely we definitely shared memorable moments. One of my, you know, like these aren't like memorable, memorable moments, but like the things I can picture in my mind, you know, AP physics was, you know, a coming together point for both you and I because you came from a push, right? Yes, yes. I came from this other class that I forgot, but you would always come, you would occasionally come in with like, because like you'd be right after a debate from A push and you'd still be yeah. brimming with the topic or prompt. Oh, I'd be heated. Yeah. Steam coming off of me. And I'd, I would always turn to you because I know you would actually give me your feedback. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say, like, David, was the, uh, what is it called? Um, dang, it's hard to, it's hard to remember these topics. Um, I remember you, was, no the was the revolution. I remember that one. Was yeah, it? Yeah, but what what was the exact wording? I forgot. It was like was the was, was the revolution the, of eighteen was it eighteen twelve? No, that was the war of eighteen twelve. Yeah, yeah. What was the what year oh, was that revolution oh. when Thomas Jefferson took office and he was the first Democratic right, uh, Republican rather than a Federalist? Something like that, right? I think it's the revolution of eighteen hundred. It's just like solid number 18 i don't know i think so anyways just to explain it briefly yes uh thomas jefferson was like the first like agricultural agrarian candidate who put a focus in smaller government and you know because george washington was a federalist it was the first time we saw the federal government shift in a different ideology and then the topic was is this a rev because in textbooks they kind of named it the revolution of 1800 we'll say that and my teacher Pedroso asked well was it a revolution in name only or was it an actual revolution Mm. and i was like david what's your thoughts and i remember you saying literally you put it beautifully like honestly i carried your idea to the debate i just kind of put my own spin on it and you said there is no way this is revolution because a revolution implies that it is an overthrow of the current system but all this was was evolution of the current system because the rules were still followed. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had the electoral votes needed to be voted in and nothing was overthrown, but the ideas just evolved. And I mean, that's kind of the end all be all of that debate. And I brought that idea in and we kind of lit it up. It was, it was a fun debate. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I brought this up is because I think those moments, those first moments where I, where you came up to me voluntarily and just kind of just like, you know, because frankly, not many other people at school, whether this was, you know, how they perceived me or how I was perceived overall. But um, people normally doesn't don't don't come up to me and, and ask these these types of questions. Maybe it's because, well, I don't think people in general ask these types of questions to like other <laughs> yeah. people. But that yeah. was that was I think I, I think that was our gateway drug to our friendship because I agreed. I from then on, I associated with you 
this willingness to just talk and this willingness to open up a debate and open up a discussion. Cause like you weren't the type to like say your opinion and just dig into it and not budge. Right. There were plenty, plenty of times where you've changed oh, yeah. your side. I've changed my side. And that kind of flexibility was so refreshing. Right. So that was the first impression that, 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 that was the callous Latin that I knew for the longest time. Um, you know, you were this person who I can easily account and say if i were to come up and ask him this this question of whether it's politics or world opinion or or anything really almost guaranteed i'll get a cool cool conversation from him and that was my first impression yes mm -hmm. yeah i just remember our conversations like i i just would always every time we got deep in conversation in ap physics i was like dude i need to talk to david more because like i feel like everyone is just so at school, I don't think I don't think people are pseudo intellectual, but they would give these like really shallow responses when I asked a deep and like philosophical question. But I feel like you took those questions seriously because like I really needed someone who would take those questions seriously. And I was, just, I think, yeah, I think our the foundation of our friendship was definitely built on that. And right. it really had yeah, the conversation, and I think that was a theme of our friendship uh, because it ended up kind of becoming our hobby together is conversation itself exactly exactly our conversation manifested into a podcast and that that's where the sparks really started to fly right and i know we've still told the story so many times to so many people but it it's so beautiful to say you know i invited you to record this podcast about a push because i knew that you really yeah. liked it because you know everything segues i knew that you liked a push and i knew you could carry a good conversation because of our interactions in in physics went to the podcast nailed it so like that was like planted into both of our minds like this is something that was cool it worked out and then senior year first few weeks come up to you during break and i ask you the important question hey man you want to be part of this podcast and then shit went down and i, was, and I you know I went home and I, I slept on it. I was actually, it was kind of just nerve wracking thinking about it though. I was like, really? wow, like it's going to be like a show where like I just talk and people listen and, and it's like up to me to make it entertaining. Mm. I, and I think it was just because while, you know, being in the education system my whole life, I feel like no one ever really thought of me as like an academic or someone who has the capabilities to hold a interesting conversation so when you asked me this, like, you know, I really wanted to do it, but I don't think anyone helped me build the confidence that I needed to, like, uh, believe in myself and really have, like, like, believe in myself to think that I have the utilities to run a podcast. Um, so I was just really nervous and I, I yeah, I, I didn't really believe in myself whatsoever. And I remember recording our first episode. I listened back to it like a month ago. Uh -huh. I was a train wreck. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like but, I couldn't form sentences. Yeah, well, I it mean, bad. Um, it was really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it was so cool though that both of us evolved. And see, I think, I think you know, when it comes to like identity, right? One of the things that really helped doing the podcast was how simple it was measuring progress. Like you could, I'm sure you felt it, right? Like how, how, how much how do you say this 
the improvement that you felt in your own confidence and your own speaking skills through the podcast, you could like measure it throughout the weeks. Like you can feel oh, yeah. just safer in front of the microphone. Yeah, because my first mistake, and it's like a mistake I still make, but not for the same reason, is I would get ahead of myself. I would have like these thoughts racing through my head and I wouldn't be able to get them out in like an articulate way. Right. Uh, because I was nervous. And when you're nervous, your brain just goes everywhere. Uh but like soon I was, I, I mean, I still was just as nervous, but I was able to talk through the nervousness and really like take deep breaths in between thoughts and sentences. And I learned small discussion skills, which is like something you do in college. It's not even something they talk about in high school. Uh, and man, was it refreshing. Like, oh, it just like, it breathed air and, and just poured gasoline all over my motivation and lit it on fire because senior year I was dead. Like waking up in the morning was was hard for me uh, and being willing to go to school because I remember uh, my fifth period was ag leadership and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I can't do this anymore. And when we got this pot, when the podcast really started to go uh, full force and we were bringing on like two guests to three guests a week, I just went up into my counselor's office and was say, I just said, the podcast is a more productive use of my time. I need a free period. And she completely agreed. Thank God. Adishu, I just love you. I love Mrs. Adishu so much. But she gave me the opportunity to have an entire period dedicated to the podcast, which was like, it really made me appreciate high school, uh, knowing that I had an hour of my day to just be myself and work on something that I actually wanted to work on. Uh, so man, was that a big, a big step in the right direction. And just got me motivated to be an academic like that. The podcast has just changed my life to be completely honest with you. It sounds so cliche and like over the top, but since the conception of our podcast, it has completely changed the way I look at my future. Now I couldn't imagine me doing anything else, but being an academic for the rest of my life. And it, it was literally those ideas started on we, the students, you can hear me talking about it, uh, starting with like film in episode two, and then 50 episodes later, we worked it out and kind of, you can see the, just the evolution of myself all recorded. Yeah. Like just hours of me talking. Yeah. I think we calculated. I think we have like over like 30 hours of content on, yeah. on that thing. Um, yeah. And I think most importantly, when it comes to myself and what you've shown to me, is just that no one really is condemned to how do you even put it i don't even know what to put it it's so frustrating i feel like school can easily condemn students to mediocrity and i don't say mediocrity in the eyes of like the students mediocre mm -hmm. it's that society sees them as <clears throat> mediocre as in they see the transcript and they see the gpa and they see the yes. lackluster quote-unquote achievements that said student received and they're labeled and they're stratified they're put in a percentile you know one of the most sinister ideas i think that this sat has is is this i is this concept of percentile right you're, you're better than 99 percent of the rest of the <laughs> yes students. yes you're better yeah. than 50 percent or 20 percent right this idea of you're being better than someone else and that person is worse than you you know it sucks but yeah. like it feels good you know? class rank as well class rank as well 
right? Class rank as well. I know some high schools, I have a couple friends here who said that their high schools don't have class rank. And there's others who say they have class rank and it was toxic. It was toxic. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think, I, I think, you know, you really planted a seed of equity in my mind because here you were, and, and we would talk about this openly on the podcast. Here you were, like, like you said yourself, your freshman and sophomore year, they were not like your junior and senior year. Right, a lot of it was due to your counselor, Miss Odishu, our counselor, Miss Odishu, allowing yeah. you to take AP courses. Part of it is like just your own ability, to just, just you know, think positively through through your achievements, and then maybe yeah. in some ways it was the podcast, you know. Oh yeah, I mean it was a little bit of both because to make the one eighty I did, it, it's going to be more than one element to get me there. Oh yeah, because oh yeah, like I, I'll just be straightforward and honest since we're doing an interview, like. I began my freshman year uh, in kind of a tough situation. One, because I come from a family of uh, addictive personalities. Like if you go to my dad's side, uh, my aunt, my grandma, it's either alcoholism or uh, part of the opioid crisis. My brother struggles with um, drug addiction. And I was surrounded by it. And obviously I was, you know, going to do exactly what my environment tells me to do. And right. I hung out with the wrong people. Um, and of course, I was doing drugs my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, and I didn't do any extracurricular activities. I would All I would do is get to school. I only had like three academic classes in PE. Uh, and then I would walk home, uh, link up with one of my friends who was probably a drug dealer at the time, and just kick it. I had like absolutely no plans to do anything bigger than that. Uh, and I did it all the way through my yeah freshman and sophomore year. Uh, and I, it's what, what's so wild is I can't even recall things that happened freshman and sophomore year. It, it's all muddled and it's hard to even think about. I, I don't really have any memories because I did nothing rememberable. I kind of just faded away and I didn't feel like myself for two years. Mm-hmm. So and and it just sucked because I would I would open up my Aries and I would look at my class rank and I'm like I have so much potential and here I am sitting at like 230 out of 400 hmm. and I would hear about the people who were also next to me in class rank and I'd be like okay I guess I'm just one of them uh, here I am I'm categorized in the 200s I guess I'm a 200 200 out of 400 student so that's how I acted. Um, Man, is it depressing to think about <laughs> because I just lived two years of my life as somebody else. Yeah, like it, it's kind of wild to, to believe, but I'm just so glad I, I was able to turn it around. And I have to thank you, David, because it took it took a few people. It took a dish you obviously, and it took you for really you guys believing in me uh, and knowing that I could do better than I did, and just being around you. Like it's motivating, David. Like our, <laughs> our friendship is motivating. Like knowing that you're out here being an academic and you're focused on it, it doesn't make me feel alone because imagine only having friends who aren't interested in academics. Right. Then why would you even, you don't have anyone to talk to about it. You're, you just kind of feel alone. I, I, I felt lonely anytime I focused on school. So I didn't. But now I can focus on academics and I can read books and focus, study philosophy, study history, study politics, and I have someone to talk to about it. Yeah. And it's, it just makes it feel like I'm in a community and it makes me, that's how important friendship is in school. 
And I'm so glad that I was able to surround myself with the right people before it was too late. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and, and same, you know, I, I suppose I was in a different situation that, you know, your presence was, you know, saved me from, you know, I was in a position, how do you say it was like purgatory of school, right? It felt like I was doing everything for this really, really superficial reason of like getting to college, for instance, right? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, it's just really, and looking back, it was kind of embarrassing to think about like some of the thought processes that I had joining this club or doing that thing for the for the mere sake of of college you know and it was it was disgusting and and when i when i had the chance to to make this podcast with you i I was really kind of going against the grain of what i what i had always done which was planned you know calculated and you know this is kind of posh to say that this was a risk but it was a risk in the sense that i had no idea what was going to happen and no idea how big this was going to get or no no idea how important this was going to be but i all i knew was that there was something in step 1 that felt meaningful and all i could do was assume that step 2 was going to be the same thing and it did it did and up until now at step 500 it's still feeling, feeling as meaningful as it was i mean th- think about our evolution you know started off we the students then the david and cal show and then we did a whole bunch of other spinoffs and we brought on the mental health awareness show. And and now we're here. Like our own how's it going? And our own yeah. our own personal space to be able to talk to the universe and to each other. So And it was just so wonderful to see our personalities like coming together because I mean, you would have these podcasts like scheduled weeks in advance, and which was great because I mean we knew what we were gonna get. But then I would end up running to you second period. <laughs> David, I have a major in the Marines and he wants to talk to us on the podcast. Can we get this together by lunch? Um, yeah, and just our personalities working together to to have like all these amazing guests come on. Man, was it satisfying to see. And, and I just, again, the permanence of podcasting. Now we can sit back and look. We can look back on it and just smile and, and re-listen. Mm. So wonderful. Yeah, for sure. So I think this is all the content I really need to to put into my episode. Um, you know, it's it's good to go down memory lane sometime. You know, it's good to go. Of course, I, I, we have traveled this lane a bunch of times because like people always ask us, you know, and shit. Um, but it's it's always good, man. It's always yeah, it's always yeah. important. I don't know. Um, and I guess uh, we tell it better every time, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's how storytelling goes, man. The more you do it, the yeah. better it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I'm curious. Have you started your philosophy class yet? No, not yet. I when have to wait until next next semester. Oh, next semester. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. actually probably yeah. better. Um, I don't know. I I don't. I don't know about. I mean, I don't know if Mercy College can go in person next semester. But I mean, what does it look like yeah. so far? We'll see. Uh, I mean, as of right now, it says online, but it says possible uh, in class sessions. I, I'm not too hopeful. Uh, well, yeah, I'm just going to get what I get. Um, oh, yeah. But it's going to be a good opportunity to work, you know, get the bag, do some inside investing. Uh, you know, just trying to be positive about it. But I'm excited to get Dude. just back into school. It's been a while. Yeah. Wait, so besides philosophy, what else are you taking? Uh, I'm taking small discussion because I want to. Oh. I know, right? Like, is there anything more appropriate? Uh, then I'm taking, you know, just your basic core English class. Uh, I'm taking uh, pre-calculus and uh, what else? 
what else am I taking? There's there's one more I'm missing. Um, small discussion, philosophy, precon, res- uh, what? English? <laughs> yeah, yeah, English. And then there's one more. Um, Psychology? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. I should probably. Oh, anthropology. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh shit, that's gonna be a yeah, heavy yeah, ass work. Anthropology. Are you planning on working during oh, that yeah, as well? I'm planning on working like 16 hours or less, mm. which is like nothing. Like, don't worry, I, I could get it done. Okay, I trust in myself. Because one thing about the one thing about the philosophy course is that there's there's a decent amount of reading. Like you read. Yeah. Mm, Eh, I would say you read like 50 pages, 50 pages a week. Okay. 50 to 70. Um, but I mean, it's they're good reads, right? Oh, fuck yeah. But like, okay, th- yeah. the thing is, the thing is, is like, yeah, if you don't engage with the reading, that class becomes very, very brutal very quickly. I bet you know, yeah. And there's there's an honors version, but I just avoided it. No, nah, just like, just Max Hallman, man. Is it like yeah, if, that's if, the way if, I went with. He's a, he's a very very cool guy, and I would encourage going to his. Oh, never mind. There's no such thing as office. Actually, maybe his online office hours, dude. Literally, you can go in there and ask him about anything, and he'd give you a pretty fun fun conversation. Like I asked him, like oh, I literally awesome. went to ask him. I was like, it's like, hey, I'm, you know, what's your thought on the idea that like we can just like fucking end our lives at any point? You know, like. Like, have you ever had that? not like Ooh. suicidal thoughts, but like you know the you know like if you just realize that like, wow, we have so much power over our own mortality. If you know what I mean. Well, I always think of it like how close humans play with death all the time. Like as we like just look at the highway, for example. I mean, you have these cars <laughs> grazing past you, going at speeds where if you crash, it would be fatal, guaranteed. Right. And we're just playing with like a foot. Of, of space in between these cars. Right. The only thing stopping from death is this random arbitrary r- yellow line that we all agree to follow for some reason. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, he, but, he, he, went to, he went on to talk about like a bunch of stuff from like Nietzsche and how he says that like man is supposed to... Uh, man is supposed... No, no, no. He's not Nietzsche. What am I fucking talking about? He, <laughs> this old, other Greek philosopher, how like he says that philosophers... If you're a true philosopher, you actually welcome death. Because... A true philosopher understands that the body is a cage for the mind and that upon death, the mind is free to truly become one with the universe or something like that, right? But oh, it's beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. Just interesting stuff, man. Like, if you have time to go to those office hours, just go there and chill and talk. No one goes. Like, literally, he, he, he's told me, like, no one comes to my office hours until, like, it's the day of, like, finals or exams. Literally, it. Oh, Dude, I'm I'm definitely hopping in. I I'm lonely as as all fuck right now. <laughs> I don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. So That'd yeah, deep conversations. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. But for sure, thanks for thanks for having me on this little interview, David. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll definitely send you the final bit once everything's edited. But um, yeah, I think I think this is kind of a weird way to 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 do an episode. But today is kind of how david and cal were feeling i guess saturday <laughs> i know 14th. yeah i mean yeah we were feeling uh reflective and we were yeah, feeling we wanted to stroll. We were, yeah nostalgic nostalgic exactly we were oh, hell yeah so nice conversation david uh yeah i guess with that 11 14 2020 see you guys later hopefully within a week mwah, mwah, mwah.